Hey, sinners, welcome back. So I got a question for you guys. Do you ever think or consider or wish that you have one of those four-hour erections that require you to call for medical assistance to alleviate your condition? Is that not a crazy thought? I mean, think about that. They came out with sildenafil, Viagra, and all these things to help, you know, produce a male erection, and then you end up with a priapism. How crazy is that? For those that's old enough to remember, you remember that movie Clerks? And in that one scene, and for those that are too young, you, you won't understand. You have to watch this shit. They had that one girl that went into the bathroom, and a little while later she came out and she started talking about how it was the best sexual experience she ever had. Unfortunately, it was with a cadaver that had a priapism. But guys that are my age, that know what the movie Clerks is, you some bitches, I'm telling you what right now, women are complaining. They would rather you have rigor mortis or take care of yourself in such a manner that you had an erection like rigor mortis. Ladies, this is not a show for you. You need to jump your asses off in a very polite manner and go listen to something else. Guys, this is an ass-chewing, both for you and for me. But it was based on a post, and I have to dedicate this show to Jennifer Whittington. She is a fellow safety professional. Uh, she's currently working in the Virginia, D.C. area. And she was talking about the act of going through menopause, what women were going through, and how so many people looked at this as a taboo subject. You know, and it's odd. We're getting older. Shit's falling apart. Our balls are hanging to our knees. We're slapping them around like freaking ping pong, and we're the only ones at the table. But what interested me about Jennifer's commentary, women will talk about it. You know, they'll talk about post-hysterectomy or getting older, developing facial hair, things that make them feel like I'm old, I'm saggy, I'm not what I used to be. But the way she started the conversations was about teenagers being teenagers and going through their hormonal challenges. So guys, this is an open and frank discussion about your broken old asses and the things that you can do to improve not just your quality of life, but your quality of mental health, your quality of everything. Now, I'm not saying you'll be able to sling that little spaghetti noodle around like it was uncooked like it used to be, you know, that's hard for anybody. But think about this. Think about getting back into a position where like every 15 minutes, you're trying to impregnate your wife or a better half. Oh, that would be a grand thing. And when we get back, I'm going to tell you what I did for my broke ass based off what was going on with my wife at the time. And we'll be back in just a moment. Stop turning that damn dial. We found him. This show is dedicated to the 750,000 fans and listeners spanning from the islands of Hawaii to the trailer parks of North Carolina and over to the whorehouses scattered throughout Europe. <laughs> Zip it. I wasn't finished. Of other shows and podcasts. 
Not my problem, people. You wanted an intellectual show that worked the brain like mental Viagra, getting old gracefully, and having a sex life like a rock star? Well, then keep your fingers crossed, because you're now listening to Alan Wooford on Diary of a Bald Man. This follically challenged air thief and borderline coffeeholic will educate and inform you about non-penetrating UFO abductions, developing the perfect chicken and dumplings, and how to live life at the speed of dark. Makes you wish you were hard of hearing, doesn't it? And here he is, with a voice that has you yearning to hear nails being dragged across a chalkboard, Alan Wooford. Okay, so welcome back. So, again, ladies, you know, hey, you may want to step back. This is a conversation for guys. And, you know, guys, let me tell you, just like I said in the last show uh, about naughty and nice, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not any kind of ologist, I'm not a doctor, I'm telling you what's worked for me, what I'm still going through, and things that I'm trying to do to increase not only my manliness, uh, and maintain, uh, you know, a better quality of life, but things that's going to help you. So, okay, think again. 1994, the movie Clerks came out, and it was a, it was an amazing show. It was funny. And for those that have not seen it, because your ass is young, uh, Clerks was where Jay and Silent Bob came from. It, it's an original show. It's in black and white. It was funny as hell. Uh, but one of the scenes that just absolutely blew me away was Victoria, whose, whose actual name is Marilyn Giglotti. And Marilyn, I apologize if I say this incorrectly, uh, she played the role of Veronica. So she goes into the store where the clerks are working and she goes into the bathroom where she thinks her boyfriend, Dante, who is actually Brian O'Halloran, uh, was in there. And... She had the best sexual encounter she ever had in his, her life. You know, the actual actor that had passed away in the bathroom was masturbating, was played by Al Berkowitz. He played some dirty old man that was in the bathroom. So it was funny. Uh, again, you know, the movie's called Clerks. It's where Jane Silent Bob came from. But it was old like us. So let's talk about that. So as I said earlier... Jennifer had talked about on Facebook in a post, you know, she was talking to female and male friends saying, hey, you know, I know I'm getting older. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Uh, This is the effect of this. And she was saying she wished more people were open and frank about it. You know, and I just happened to put in that my wife and I had both went for pellets. So for all of you that are thinking about 
The reason I did pellet therapy uh, for testosterone for years, uh, since I became diabetic, I was 330 pounds when I was working in Alaska. And you guys have to excuse me. My sinuses are killing me, so I've got some drainage, so my voice patterns may be off a little bit. But I had issues with being continuously fatigued, having mental fogginess, having all kinds of issues where I just did not give a shit. I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want, I mean, I, and I was at sea, yes, I like to cuddle with my wife and I love that, you know, being around her, but I had no energy. I didn't have energy for sex. I was, you know, I've got erectile dysfunction that it was like one doctor would say sildenafil, one say Viagra. Yeah, there was so many fucking chemicals that were pushing on me. I was taking tribulus. Uh, if you've never taken tribulus, it's a, you know it's to help boost hormones. Maca root, uh, which is really good. Maca root will get you in the mood. Let me tell you, that combined with horny goat weed. Hey guys, if you remember back to the days when you got the Sears catalog and you were jerking a knot in your lower half because you were looking at the uh, nighttime and evening gowns and panty and dressing. Yeah, we all did that. Don't lie. Don't don't be a son of a bitch and lie. Let's be open and frank. You know when you saw that, when mom and dad hid your National Geographic because they were showing topless women in Africa and Europe, you know, you was like, well, hey, this is the next best thing. And that's not including all you sons of bitches that hid Playboys, penthouse, and everything else under your bed. That wasn't me. I didn't hide them. I had to have somebody else item, you know, because my dad could find anything. He was like a bloodhound for any type of magazine or thing I was hiding. It's like, eh, you got so many sisters, you can't be having this. And it's like, is that my copy? Yeah. All right. So, guys, let's get back into it. For all you young bucks that are listening in on this, I've seen the analytics. I know there's a lot of you younger ones listening. It is no joke. When you get older... One of the reasons you become a cranky son of a bitch is the simple fact your testosterone levels go down. And so what that means is when your testosterone levels go down, you become an asshole. It's not by intent. It's not by design. It's just Mother Nature saying, yeah, fuck you very much. This is what's going to happen. We don't want your grumpy ass procreating and spreading more of you throughout the community if you can't take care of what you had when you had it. So, guys, I'm telling you, there are some great, great things out there. The problem is, and just like Rhonda called out on me, I, I never thought about it because you guys have heard the podcast. Prior to me becoming married to Rhonda, I do have to admit, I was a little more frank. I was a little more open. But the one thing I did is just like the rest of you are doing. You hide a portion about you, your physical well-being, your mental well-being. Because in your mind, just like mine, we felt like if we told somebody we couldn't get an erection, if we told somebody we didn't have this, they'd think of us as less than being manly. That's total bullshit. That is total bullshit. We break down over time. We break down over environmental factors too. No lie. I mean, some guys I know, the weight they've gained, people think, well, he's a heavy drinker. No, it's cortisol. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Look at stress. Look at how everything affects you. 
You know, I'm open and frank. I told you, and I'm telling everybody on the internet, I've got erectile dysfunction. And they're like, well, yeah, but, you know, these professional sports players, these other people say it as well. Well, that's to tell you something, brother. If we're not afraid to admit it, if we're not afraid to say, hey, this is something we're dealing with, then why should you? So getting back to what I said, and even my wife called me out on it. I'd go into a doctor. They'd give me, shit, I can't remember the, the various types of ED medication. I'd say, yeah, it works. It works sporadically. It works imperfectly. It does this. It does that. But think about this. And this is something I didn't consider until my wife called my bullshit. So you go to mix a cocktail, okay? So let's say you're making Long Island iced tea. I don't know the ingredients that go in it. I don't drink that shit. I drink wine. I'm, I'm a high-class motherfucker. So there are various alcohols. There's various components that go into making Long Island iced tea. If one of those components is not in there, you're going to be able to discern that taste because it's not going to have that taste that you're used to. That's the way your body is as well. You know, you try to make biscuits and you don't use flour, you use cornmeal, you're making for fucking cornbread. So the thing that was happening with me is I didn't recognize the fact of low T. I never thought of low T. I really didn't. I thought I was fatigued. I thought I had cortisol. Uh, my type 2 diabetes, all these things were affecting my body composition, my hormones, the chemicals. It was never discussed. That was one thing that pissed me off. Not one of the doctors that I went to, you know, that, that prescribed me Viagra and Sildenafil and all these other chemicals ever did a test on my testosterone. that said, what are, what are your signs? What are your symptoms? Well, my dick ain't working. My wife will do this. I'll do that. I get some blood flow. And, you know, that was the thing they looked at. Oh, let's check your blood pressure. Let's look at your cardiovascular system. They didn't look at the blood itself. So when I went to Total Hair and Body in Knoxville, you know, with my wife, now she had a hysterectomy, um, you know, because with certain female things, certain female issues, she decided it was best to get it. And, and bless her heart, my wife has been through so much. And she's a badass. She's a total badass. But she was going through things, and I was like, honey, you know, they've got this thing where they do hormone replacement therapy and all this, and you should feel better. So she engaged in that. She researched it. She looked at her signs, her symptoms, and everything that was going through, and she took action. I did not. I thought it was my diabetes. I thought it was old age. I was taking tribulus. I was taking maca, horny goat weed, all these things that I thought would make that Long Island iced tea that she'd want to sip on, there was something missing. So she's in there and I'm watching and I'm fully engaged. And she'll tell you, you know, they went to cut into her hip, just a very, very, very small incision, maybe a quarter of an inch. And they slid the tray in and they were sliding into pellets. So I thought, let me get my testosterone checked. So we got done with that. They took a blood test. Days later, it came back. And they said, Alan, this is a good testosterone level, same like 220, 300. And this is an optimal. 
seven hundreds, eight hundreds. Mine was in the one hundreds. So let's look at that cocktail again. I'm making Long Island iced tea. I'm mixing all these chemicals, horny goat weed, tribulus, you know, tribulus being to help support and develop and build my testosterone and all these other things. The problem is I didn't have the right liquor combination in my body, meaning my testosterone levels, for any of it to work. Can you imagine? You spend all this money, all this time. You spend months, days, years. You're taking the Sildenafil, the Viagra, the Cialis, these all, all these other things, and you're like, oh my God, I'm getting partial relief. I'm getting partial support. It does no fucking good. If the base of your cocktail, I didn't mean it to come out that way, but I like the way it just fell out. But the base of your cocktail doesn't exist. You're not going to get that taste profile. You're not going to get that, that full, you know, beverage that you want because you don't have the base to develop it by. Get your testosterone checked. Because if you're like me, you're in the 100, 200, the tribulus, the maca, the horny goat weed, the Yohimbi root, none of that's going to do a damn thing for you because if there's no base for it to build up on, it's just going to keep sliding and sliding and sliding into that hole within your body. It has nothing to build up on. It can't. There is nothing in you to support the weight of the added you know, stuff and chemicals and materials you're putting in. Don't be a dumbass. Go get it checked out. So here's what happens when you get it checked out, you find out it's low, and then you take action. Now, again, this is for me. Everybody may be different. There are people that take testosterone shots, but the problem with that is, is you get a peak right after the shot, and then it diminishes. So you got to keep taking those shots. There are people that use the creams and saps. But what happens, you absorb so much of it, what happens after a while? Wash your hands, you wash your body, you wash your skin. Is this effective? I don't know. I haven't tried it. Different strokes for different folks. You know, everybody's going to respond differently. But I get the pellets put in. They make a small incision. I'm not going to lie. When they put the lidocaine in there to numb my ass cheek up, I want, I want you to think about my ass. Not, not in a gay way. And if you do, that's okay, because that means you think of me as being cute enough to think of in a gay way. But think of yourself laying flat down. You take your right hand and put it aside your right butt cheek. So right in that area, right above where most people who actually have an ass, where it bends into the back, they make a tiny incision. They take a small metal tray and they slide it in there because you, you, you've got to have a path for the pellets to follow, right? It's better to slide the tray in you than instead of jamming it, getting around, you know, all your dermal layers and your fats and everything. So I put this tray in and then they pack these pellets depending on what you need. They get done. I had to have stitches on mine because, you know, it, I, this is like my second, third time having it done. And to make sure that I didn't bend, stretch, or move in a manner that would pop them out. So the lidocaine burned like hell. I mean, it did when it was going in. There was some slight discomfort in the pellets going in, but not because it hurt, but because you can feel them manipulating, 
your hip and your ass cheeks in order to get the pellets in, right? In 24 hours, I felt like a god. I felt like a god. No disrespect to any religious organization. But the reason I say that is for months, actually for over two years, I was lethargic. I was tired. I would find myself on some days having to take a nap. And I've never had to take naps. If I do, it's far and few between. But I had to take naps just because the the amount of fatigue I felt. Mentally, I was just drained. I couldn't sit. Now, I have ADHD and I have PTSD, so I have competing, you know, uh, head smacks going on by my own body, my own soul, whatever you want to call it. So the, the extra effort I had to put into focusing, paying attention, setting things into motion, I didn't have. 24 hours. 24 hours after I got the pellets in, I felt like a god. There was nothing I could not do. I was, I was lively. The fatigue was gone. Yes, I, I was taking vitamins to help support and help produce. You know, I went to on it and I got the memory stuff. The same thing that Joe Rogan takes. I was taking the stuff and it was working. Oh my God. I got so enlightened on my physical aspects that if my wife wasn't around, I had to put on safety glasses because I would start jerking it like crazy and I was worried about ripping the cornea right off my eyelids in case of some fluid impact. I mean, I felt like a fucking teenager. I was pulling at myself like I was starting a rusted chainsaw and it was amazing because I felt alive and I mean truly alive for the first time. So I get this done and it was amazing. The physiological, the psychological, the emotional, where I would be a little bit of melodramatic at times. Part of it, I'm going to be honest, was because of my blood sugar. Another part was because of stress. Another part was because the PTSD. Another part was because of the hormones. But when we started to get my testosterone up, I could deal with everything. Not so much my PTSD. That's a completely different subject. So I'd still do my CBD for that. But where I was having to take massive amounts of magnesium to deal with the stress, and then that would cause, you know, loose bowels because magnesium is a stimulant, right? So it stimulates your bowel activity. And for all you old guys that are getting backed up in your age, yeah, magnesium, magnesium citrate, go get you some of that. It'll help clear you out because impacted bowels and bowel issues, that causes mental fatigue too. It causes yeast. It causes all kinds of things. I am not a doctor. I'm not a gynecologist or proctologist. Go see your physician. Go see, you know, whatever you have to. Fucking go to a veterinarian if you need one. But I am telling you guys, if you're going to age gracefully and you don't want your wife cracking you over the fucking head with a t-ball bat, go get your blood checked. Simple things, simple remedies, simple, you know, reactions. So... From my personal experience, after my second set of pellets, I did what they call PRP. Now, again, you know, I told you earlier in the podcast, and I've told you on other podcasts, you know, that I've got type 2 diabetes. 
What PRP is, is platelet-rich plasma. And what they did is they drew blood out of my arm, right? This is in between me getting the testosterone shots. They spun it in a special uh, centrifuge. They loaded it up into, uh, let's just say some uh, shit, not a hypodermic, but quite larger. Then I went in and they added me lidocaine and some other, uh, a couple other numbing agents from what I remember. And they said, cover your penis with this to numb it. I got a little scared. I saw how much blood they drew out of me. So what I want you to look at is if you grab a water bottle, just grab one. Think about like a deer park size or something like that. You cut it in half. That's how much blood they drew out of me. Then they spun it to get the PRP. And again, you know, these are things you can look up. If you look it up, look up PRP, platelet-rich plasma for penile rejuvenation. It, you know, they call it the P-shot. I mean, it, it sounds odd, but, you know, after two to six weeks of it, it gets noticeable. You see that your pecker's getting bigger. You can obtain, you can obtain and maintain erections longer. I mean, it's like a facelift for your cock. Look down, look down at your dick right now. Would you want to look at that motherfucker, that one-eyed bald head staring up at you? Imagine the wrinkles going out. Imagine it thickening out. Now you add the priapism to it that you're generating, and it's not really a priapism. God forbid you ever get a back or neck injury or you have an erection lasting four hours. But imagine you've got your pellets in you. Then you got this PRP injected. uh, You know, it's from your own body. They draw the blood, they spin it, they put it back in. But I'm telling you, it's going to freak you out when you first see it. So I'm laying on the bed. Dr. Hill's up there. Lisa's up there. I've swabbed my cock. It's numb. I I could not feel anything except pressure. And I'm looking down, and I see them sticking my cock with this needle and injecting the plasma-rich, you know, from my body back into me. And it blew me away. I mean, think about getting a blowjob from a girl with braces in numerous locations. That, that's kind of freaky. Because when you look down after the shot, probably within an hour, it looks like someone took a hammer and was trying to beat chlamydia straight out of your penis. Your cock, is, it looks bruised. It looks broken. I mean, you're crying. You feel bad for the little fellow. But what's amazing is when you see all the puncture marks, you're like, oh my God, is this even going to work? Is it going to feel up? You felt amazing. There was no pain. The PRP had no pain. And for those of you, you know, that's in Tennessee, that's Knox County, Sevier County, Jefferson County, go to Dr. Hale, go to Total Hair and Body. They are not paying for this. This is how great this works. And for my other listeners everywhere else, look it up. Talk to your doctors. Talk to your physician. Talk to your primary care. Check your testosterone. Check your other levels. Without a base, without that testosterone base, and it may be something else, God forbid. You know, maybe you have Hashimoto's, maybe you have something else. But you can get a plan. You build that base up. You build that floor. You start doing your horny goat weed. You start using all your natural stuff. You know, Cialis. Viagra, whatever they give you. 
But you build that base and it starts going up, that flagpole is going to wait, brother. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Now, is mine completely fixed? Total honesty? No. There are days when I get a nice erection and I feel like, yeah, I feel like a teenager. And you start slapping it around just to see if you still have that buoyancy and the reflex. And there's other days you get frustrated. It happens. It happens. Continue your maintenance. Continue that. Get the mentality first. Build up your physical. Take care of yourself. And everything's going to come out fine. I don't mean to say come out, you know, as, as a parody. Everything's going to come out fine. You know? And then, just like me, every 15 minutes after binge-watching Yellowstone, you're going to look at your wife and say, Hey, you want to make a baby? She's going to tell you no. One, because your wrinkled old ass just ain't cutting it. Casey is the man. But because for years she's put up with your mental stress, your physical ailments and all that. Build up to it. Don't get that sudden shock. You know, kiss on her. Look look up videos. I, I just did a thing on naughty or nice. Look at the naughty or nice. You know, with the PRP and the hormones and stuff. Hell, I'm going to start sending my wife more naughty pictures. Luckily, she can zoom in on them to see what the fuck I'm sending her. And it's not, it doesn't look like a blister on her end or a gerbil with a, a priapism. But enjoy life. But to enjoy it, check yourself out. Don't, find, don't think it's just stress. Don't think it's just work. Don't think it's just family. Don't think it's anything. No. Get your ass out there. Get with your primary care physician. Get with somebody that's a specialist and know what's going on. And if any motherfucker starts just handing you pills without looking at underlying conditions, and, and don't lie. I did that. I said, hey, it kind of works. It kind of, yeah, shit didn't work. I didn't have the base for it to build on. Don't do the same shit. How many people do you hear on a podcast telling you this? I'm telling you this. I'm not embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Live a long life. Live a happy life. Bend your wife over like she's got her only fans page and you're her biggest fan. Smack that ass. Get in there. She will love it. Because that's the person she knew years ago. You will love it because you're the person you have always been, but got lost with age. This is Alan Wolford telling you to plan, prepare, communicate, engage, and see your primary care physician and build that baseline for life back up. God bless you. I love you. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime... Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man. This podcast has been produced by Alan Wofford for entertainment purposes only. This or any other podcast produced by Alan does not constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. 
This, and any other podcast, does not reflect the opinions of his employers, clients, family, O'Sharp, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared, or mentioned as an alternative, does not create any patient-physician relationship, or other professional relationship, between the audience and presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon, should act, or refrain from acting, based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information, be used as a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what the voices in your head tell you to do. Or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wofford, and all guests of the show, expressly disclaims. Any. And all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this site.